1: inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we
2: get into the show, we wanted to give you a quick note about ads. So here's the thing. We genuinely, sincerely like all of our sponsors. We are picky about them. Honestly, probably to the point that it's annoying for our ad sales team. We don't and won't partner with products or brands that we wouldn't use ourselves or don't think our audience would benefit from knowing about. Working with advertisers in the way that we do is what allows us to make this show a meaningful part of our lives and hopefully yours too. So when you use the unique links and codes that advertisers provide for us, it has a real impact on our ability to keep doing this. And we are tremendously grateful for it. If you're ever looking for a specific code, head to a thing slash sponsors, and you'll find them all. Thank you for supporting us and the brands who support us. It means the most. All right, here's the show.
0: Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer, And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to A Thing or Two HQ.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or
2: anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at A Thing or Two HQ. We have such a good voicemail coming later this episode, teeing mm, up our mm-hmm. second topic, our yes. first small talk which our second topic is about getting dressed, but the first one is about making small talk, which I've really struggled with lately. One thing I didn't know about being a parent, because this is my first time having a kid in school, is that springtime is just constant events. It's like, teacher appreciation week and the and the school fundraisers and the concerts and the last day of school things and all this stuff. And so I'm really getting thrown into the gauntlet of like parent friends and parent networking. Mm, 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 mm. It's really hard to make small talk for me with other parents. I think I'm really bad at small talk in general, but I found it really challenging with other parents for some reason. What do you think about the parents factor contributes? <sighs> well, I think you would think it'd be like a really fertile ground for- coming up with small talk because there's so much. Because you have children the same age. That's like the premise of this whole thing. So there's like a lot of commonality there. But to me, everything about parenting feels so fraught. So it's like everything feels like a risky, bad question that like probably just assumes too much, either assumes too much in terms of like class, fertility. (laughs)
0: How much like your kids have in common. Yes. Right, development. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so development. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh Intellect, ability athleticism yeah. all of support. it support yeah. yes exactly like it just everything feels like it might you might risk offending the other parent or, or just inciting like triggering some of them. their everything like triggering a a insecurities yes <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. like it all feels like oh that like there just feels like nothing good to ask and even just like being like what are you watching on TV is like you feel like you're going to be like wait you have time to watch TV who are you <laughs> like why I, you're you know you're a parent of a toddler and you're watching TV what what am i doing wrong so i just like I just have found myself in some really just awkward silences lately or just like talking about the most random shit with other parents because I couldn't possibly.
0: I mean, I went to I went to a like school parent event with you recently um, as your plus one. Honestly,
2: I still haven't thought of the appropriate way to thank a person for coming (laughs) to It was like, I told my mom and she couldn't believe it. And I was like, (laughs) I know it was so nice. Chris, it was, it was the annual like school fundraising event and, and Chris had a work thing and couldn't come. And so I was going to have to either go by myself or not go. And you were like, I'll come. And it was truly as someone who has made the deliberate decision to not have kids, even, even if you did have like six kids, it's just really nice thing to do (laughs) to go to go
0: with me to this thing? Well, the education I received, one of Mm -hmm. the things I learned was just how deep people went really quickly. Like I would be talking to someone for all of six minutes, right? Mm-hmm. First time I'm meeting them. And I was just felt like I knew a lot about their lives. Like, yeah, because I think a lot of people maybe felt the same way about small talk or just, <laughs> I don't know, Claire. I was like, wow, I feel like I know your whole situation. Like I have like a real lens into your world, which isn't necessarily a bad thing at no, all. It's hard to
2: say. And it's hard to know what it is. Is it a hatred of small talk? It is a sense of desperation of like I'm dying to get this out and nobody else yeah. will understand. Can I just, I just not talk about anything else?
0: Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really
2: hard to know. And I just feel like in those in every situation interacting with other parents, I just find myself feeling like one of any number of characters from Big Little Lies. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is like most most frequently Reese Witherspoon. And I I just I don't I want to be Zoe Kravitz or none of the above. But I just yeah. constantly kind of have the sense of like self-loathing of like, oh, my God, I'm I'm that mom. And yeah, yeah, it's no, yeah, it's no good. I yeah. just like I've never been good at small talk. And I think the pandemic and post office life killed it. And then this is like a new level of a new, a new variety of small talk. Well,
0: and right now, and I know this has been, this has been the case for a while, but just like everything feels so dark and so dire. And even just to send an email to someone, like to send an email to someone about a normal thing. I'm like, how do I even end the email? Just like, right. I can't say hope you're doing well. Like that. Right. Feel, that's like, who who could be doing well?
2: Who's who's well? Exactly. And it's like, and any sort of like universal topic you're going to bring up is going to be bleak. Like there's nothing like, hey, it, there's nothing that you know that everybody will have something to say about
0: that doesn't feel just so dire. Fraught. Just yes, like fraught, exactly. Fraught, fraught, fraught. Exactly. Like, can there be like a viral video that we're all assigned to watch every day just so that we can like talk about it? Like, yes. can we be like, have you seen that one with the elephant? Like, right. <laughs> can that well, just be a thing? I mean, live TV
2: has has taken this away from us for sure because we're all watching different things. You I know. know. God, it's so true. It's so yeah. true. Or I should, I said that wrong, but like the fact that we don't watch live yeah. TV anymore has right, taken right, right, this away right. from us because we didn't all watch the same episode of Friends last night.
0: Yeah, no. God, yeah. we just need must-see TV Thursday. That's, exactly. that's like, what? <laughs> you require that as exactly. a culture. Thank you so much to Shopify for
2: sponsoring today's episode. You know... When we first started of a kind back in 2010, it felt like such an exciting time where there were so many new makers and young designers and like so many more people were just able to set up shop because the internet was just like changing the barrier to entry. And my God, it has changed so much more dramatically since then. Yeah. And I think one of the big shifts that I've noticed is that you can make a side hustle into a business and it doesn't have to be your full-time gig. And things like Shopify specifically have just made it so that it's not expensive. It's not time-consuming to just start selling stuff on the internet. And I love that you don't have to quit your job completely you don't have to be more of a like see how it goes mentality yeah yeah Yeah. you can just you know turn your hobby into something that like you like selling you like doing this thing and shopify gives you all the tools to do it in a way that's sophisticated and seamless and that gives you access to all of the same tools and analytics and functionality that these big businesses have which is so exciting
0: Yes, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility with a million milestones and constant evolution needs. We grew of a kind over the course of nine years, and our commerce functionality was constantly being tweaked and upgraded on the back end thanks to Shopify. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to Shopify.com/slash a thing or two, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two right now. That's shopify.com slash a thing or two.
2: Thank you so much to Athletic Greens for sponsoring today's episode. Um, We had friends over for dinner a couple of nights ago and one of them spied my Athletic Greens like bottle shaker thing in the cabinet and was like, which which one of you takes Athletic Greens? Who's doing Athletic Greens? And then it was like he desperately needed to talk about it because he was like, I "I, had the same experience. He was like, I just feel like my low energy points are so much higher than they ever were before. And I just like, I'm just so into it. And I just slam that stuff the first thing in the morning when I wake up and I just, it has really made a difference. And I was like, I had the exact same
0: experience. I I can't believe it. Yeah. A friend was over (laughs) and he was like pitching it to the other friend of being like, no, you got to start taking this. Like right now, you got to start. I mean, what a thing. He made me even
2: more committed. Like now I never forget to take it in the morning because he had such a strong pitch for it. And I was also just like, the fact that he even noticed the little canister. I was like, wow, who knew that they were such marketing geniuses?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotic, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, you know, all this stuff. It's compliant with all sorts of diets, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is that vitamin that I feel like we're always being told we don't get enough of and it's very hard to absorb. And the cost of AG1 breaks down to less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash a thing or two. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash a thing or two to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff, like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandi Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parent in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Chris always
2: says that he like loves small talk because it's the lowest stakes thing, which I really appreciate that as a point of view. Like it's a great perspective. He's like, it just doesn't matter. You can talk about anything. You can get in the most ridiculous conversation, but I, it just, it never feels low stakes for me. I my wheels what are is always he talking?
0: What is he talking about? That he he's one you- of those people who's good at. Leading
2: the conversation to something really, uh, like obscure and weird, but like silly. I don't yeah. know. I it, it, in the same way that we got into that conversation, I t- we talked about on a, on another episode about like what was the best thing that happened to you today, where he'll just like really follow something to something totally ridiculous and low stakes and turn that into a thirty minute conversation, and I can't do that because I'm too busy being like did I sound weird? Was that offensive? Did these people like me? What's the vibe I'm putting out? And so by the time I'm done, I'm like completely exhausted because my (laughs) wheels have been spinning the entire time. It's just, and I'm not, it's not low stakes for me. I'm like, these people are forming their entire opinion of me based on this. On this four minute exchange. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best things I've come, I was trying to think of like, okay, what are the good starting points? And the two best things, ideas I have at this point are read or listen to anything interesting lately, which at (laughs) least just like, I don't know. Was there anything on the internet today? Was there anything? And then what's your go-to meal these days? It's a good one. What's your go-to meal these days? Like, what are you guys cooking? Yeah. Or just like eating. Just what are what you eating? Because, yeah. you know, cooking. Well, that implies people are right. cooking. Well, yeah. reading too. I'm like, again, well, reading, time I'm like this that book. could be a tweet. I didn't. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Read or listen yeah. to anything interesting. I read yeah, no, no. No. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, this really like good Twitter okay. thread. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. God, I, we, you could tell we we're open to ideas. <laughs>
2: People definitely have tips. People are going to have thoughts. I can already imagine our listeners being like, okay, here's my Here's day. how we're solving this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so good. So leave us voicemails.
0: Speaking of voicemails, we got mm-hmm. this incredible voicemail about getting yes. dressed that we're going to mm-hmm. play. And then we're going to talk about it.
1: Hi, Claire and Erica. My name's Marichelle. I'm a huge fan of your pod and newsletter. So thank you so much for being a bright spot in my week. I have a running list of questions on my phone titled, Ask Claire and Erica. And I'm finally calling in to... To pick your brain about one, Uh, it's about how to put together an outfit and more broadly learn what looks good on you. I consider myself a pretty fashionable person in that I have a good handle on where to shop and what brands I like, but recently I'm realizing I have the tendency to buy pieces that I like aesthetically, but don't necessarily flatter me. How do I figure that out? And when I'm assembling an outfit, what are the details that make someone look put together? It's almost like I can recognize chic, or at least my interpretation of it, but then the mechanics of it mystify me, and I don't fully understand how to get there. How do I educate myself on this topic? All right, that was a lot, so I'll leave it at that, but thank you again so much, and I hope you both have wonderful days. Bye-bye.
2: I love, what a joy. I love Marisol. What a joy. Marisol, I hope you keep calling and give us all your questions because that was a really good one. So I assume they're all that good.
0: I feel like this was a question you've been waited, waiting to be asked your whole life.
2: Well, it's also like a question that I had for most of my life. And then I feel like at some point I started to try to figure it out. Like, yeah. right, doesn't everybody feel that way at some point yeah. in their life where they're like, yeah. why does that girl at my school always look so good and I can't ever like look as put
0: together as she does? put together. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
2: I do think that Marisol is doing one thing right already, which is that she's like noticing and taking note when she likes when somebody else looks good. Because I think for me, one thing that helps is just noticing what all those people have in common. And I think it took years of me seeing older Thousands women. Thousands of people. Thousands yeah. Of people. <laughs> well, I would just always notice like older women in their sixties wearing like pale grays and beiges and creams. And I'd be like, God, they look incredible. And then one day I had this realization that I could just wear those colors too. And wear mostly only those It wasn't colors. out of reach for you? Yeah. It wasn't out of reach. Yeah. 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 And I do think that that's one thing of just like notice what other people are doing that makes that what all those people have in common that you feel like look so put together like it could even be a hairstyle you don't know but there's something for you that's like working about all of these people and there's probably something they all have in common
0: yes I think the other thing we both as we've gotten older have gotten better at is just knowing what style silhouettes and colors we're into and just like hitting them hard and not feeling any like shame Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. of it just being like it's fine if, it's like, I have how many black dresses? They all have different roles. And I have to like keep tabs on myself to be like, do is this new black dress that you like, Does it is it like filling a void? Or are you just liking it because it's a black dress and making sure I'm not buying something just because it's like something I already have in my closet. But like the idea, like I don't, there's nothing wrong with wearing black dresses. Right, I mean, I think part of what,
2: has maybe a challenge about this process is that if you're somebody who really loves fashion, you do have maybe an instinct to want to try to collect them all and Uh like collect the things you like and be Uh like, I love this thing, therefore I should own it. But part of developing personal style is just acknowledging that you can appreciate a thing without owning the thing and without wearing the thing yourself. And that, you know, there's a comfort and a confidence in just sort of like knowing what looks best on you and wearing that over and over.
0: Yes. 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 Like I can like how someone else looks in an off the shoulder dress and never mm-hmm. wear an off the shoulder dress in my life.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know what? That's what uh, Pinterest is for. So you can show everybody else that you appreciate an off the shoulder dress. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. So you can build your personal brand around it without actually ever wearing it. I do think too, like part of that process is just trying on so much because you just don't ever know what's going to look good. And so like you try the stuff until you hit that thing where you're like, I feel great in this. And then if you like it, keep buying that. Or buy, buy it in different colors. Or just like, if it makes you feel great and you wish you could wear it all the time, just do that. Wear it all the time. Especially if you're someone who doesn't get bored by it. I get bored and then I get sick of stuff like the way I eat t- the same food over and over and then I don't ever want to see it again. I yeah, that you can't outfits. eat hummus yeah, yeah. anymore mm-hmm. because
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you ate for a year. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, sometimes feel similarly about certain clothes. Uh,
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is investing in nice shoes and belts and outerwear. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was like, what sort of like the call out Mm -hmm. of like, what are those things that make things like that make a look feel actually put together or chic or polished or whatever.
2: shoes, outerwear, even just like blazers, trenches, stuff that aren't necessarily like functional outerwear, but maybe like slightly, you know, just decorative. Like those things can just go such a long way. If you have a really nice blazer, you can throw it over a t-shirt that's kind of a whatever t-shirt and you're going to look a lot more pulled together. Same with the belt. And those
0: are the things you're going to wear so much more ultimately at the end of the day because yeah, they're outerwear. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: I do think outerwear is so major if you live in a city from a functional perspective because you're not just stashing stuff in your car. So half the time, all anybody sees is your coat because you're at a party and you're like not checking your coat? So the outerwear is really worth the worth the investment and the time to make it nice.
0: And can I just give a special shout out to rain jackets and yes. winter coats and rain boots and snow boots? Because if you have versions of those things that you actually like and don't mm-hmm. dread putting on, it just makes the whole experience much better. Makes like a huge. If difference. you have to go to like a friend's party or whatever and it's a rainy day and you don't feel like schlubby just when you leave the house, like come on. Oh, so true. So true. I think
2: especially when it comes to footwear for that stuff. Yes. It makes yes. all the difference. Cause you know the feeling of going to a party when it is raining and you've got on your rain boots that you hate and everybody you else Got these somehow cute. on. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the whole outfit. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
2: The other thing that we both really try to do is just like buy the thing when we see it, not wait until it's desperate for an occasion, whether it's like a dress or a coat or whatever. Just like keep an eye out for that thing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The like cute winter coat that I got was like at the end of a winter one year and Mm -hmm. I saw it and tried it on and I was like, oh, it's like kind of a weird time to buy a winter coat. But also when's the last time I saw a winter coat I liked? Like this, I'm getting it now. I do this with formal wear dresses a lot, especially on the real real. If I'm just like scanning the
2: real real and there's a good looking dress at a good price that I know I could wear to a wedding that may or may not happen a year from now, it's worth just having in your closet because I have done the thing too, where there's a wedding coming up and you're desperate for a really specific dress and you can, spend hours searching. Better to just have it. Well, and closet. just like more
0: money than you want to. Yes. To. Always. Like it's just, yeah, no, exactly. I also have to remind myself recently when it, now that there have been starting to be more like events and weddings on the calendar um, for the moment is not to fall into the trap of feeling like I need to wear something mm-hmm. just because it's a wedding or whatever yeah. and have, and like pulling out the things, you know, I pulled out like eight dresses from my closet and tried them all on. And I was like, right, I have things and reminding myself that I can have these like go-to wedding looks for Mm -hmm. a couple of years, no one's remembering what I'm wearing. And even if they do,
2: so what? So what? So what? I do. This is one of these things like we're going to talk about aging in a separate episode. And I think there's going to be a lot of crossover. But I do think this is one of these things that has come with age is just the confidence to like wear the thing a bunch of times wear the same style over and over and it feels really good and just really like this is me. This is who I am. I have no problems with this. Yeah. To answer the question about like knowing what looks good on her, which mm. is a little bit more complicated and hard, I think, than than the question of how to look put together. Something that has been a game changer for me is taking a picture of myself. I find that I don't trust my eye when I'm looking in a mirror. And I don't know if it's like some, you know, a dash of dysmorphia probably, but like got, or who knows what else. Sometimes it's just like, I'm having a really bad hair day and the dress is And that's all you can see. My, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah. I don't look good. And though I would like to think I have like a somewhat sophisticated eye, I still trick myself into thinking that the bad hair day means that the dress is also bad or vice versa. I'm having like a great hair day and I'm loving how I look and it the dress actually looks bad, but I just think I look good because I like, I have a tan or my hair looks good or I'm like, whatever is. Having got a tan, a I feel
0: like is like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a tan is very <laughs> I've been deceiving. in that fitting room with you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, oh, oh my God, don't get me started on the Rachel Comey. The lighting in the Rachel Comey fitting rooms is extraordinary. Everybody looks tan. I always look great in those fitting rooms. <laughs> it's really a problem for me. So in, even in that situation, I don't know how much the photograph's going to help you. You got to step outside the fitting room and, to, and take a picture and in the common space. But all of that is to say, I find that I cannot trust looking in a mirror as much as I can look, trust the photograph that I take of myself. And even more so, if you can like walk away and look at the picture of yourself a couple hours or a day later, I just think you get a better sense of what's actually going on. I'm so bad at taking pictures of myself. Well, I also think you are a much more decisive shopper, in general. Like, I think a lot of the things I'm saying also you don't do. And that's just no. because we approach these things differently. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think for me, having, being able to reference it in that way is just so helpful because I also with things like that idea of like walk away from the thing and like, I'll decide later if you're still thinking about it. For me, I like to be able to like look and be like, did it actually look good? I, I, in my memory, it probably looked amazing. And then I can look at the photo and be like, I can actually live without that thing. Yeah, But I also do find this really helpful if I can remember to do it, to take pictures of outfits that I are part of my own closet that I like, and then just file those away in an album of like, these are things you like to wear. Go back and like repeat this outfit.
0: Well, I should do that. That would be like a very smart idea to even just remember what you wear together mm-hmm. because that yeah. feels like such a challenge sometimes of being like, oh, right, that's how, like, when seasons change, right? And winter comes back around, it's like, how, like, what do I wear these pants with? Like, I have no idea. I used to be really good at it. I mean, obviously, I, didn't do it for a couple of years because we weren't
2: going anywhere. But I did used to find it really helpful to just like go back and look at my outfit pictures in an album and be like, oh, okay, that's something that I used to wear. Because it just... It, and and there have been times where I've gotten so excited about season changes that I'll just try <laughs> on a bunch of photos and take pictures of myself and be like, I'm going to wear this outfit at some point. I do think that this is something that's helpful about e-com is that you can take, you know, the thing arrives at your house and you can try it on with all the stuff in your closet. Because yes. I do think I really struggle sometimes trying something on and. a dressing room and being like, do I have the shoes to go with this? Do I have the top to go with this? I don't know. And it makes all the difference having it at home and just going through your closet.
0: Yes. One of the things that I related to that, it's like, if this feels especially key to me for like trousers and skirts, mm. the like figuring out what you're going to wear with it. And if you yes. already have that thing and don't buy the pants, if you don't have the thing to wear with it. And if your vision is I'm going to wear this with like a tucked in button down shirt, pull a tucked in button down shirt from the shop that you're at and try it on. Otherwise, and you might be like, oh, that looks amazing. Or you might be like, no, that's not the answer. So where do I go from here?
2: Right. And am I willing to like go buy another thing just to make this skirt work?
0: Yeah. Cause like, I feel like you and I have both fallen into the trap of very cute elastic waist pants and then oh, <laughs> being so like hard to do a top with them. What is the top? You have to have, a, I feel like it's like, you have to have something that's like the perfect length that like, I don't know. It's so I, challenging. I would like to actually put out a call here. If anybody has advice specifically around
2: Issey Miyake pleats, please pants, <laughs> what tops are we wearing with them? I own countless pairs because I love them. And yet I never know what tops to wear them with. So call in, email, DM. I'm interested in your advice around this. Thank you so much to Beam for sponsoring today's episode. I have unfortunately discovered a new marker of adulthood in my life, which is sleep issues. I have just been I've been a certified insomniac lately and I am so over it. And I have realized that it's just one of those things I have to be more proactive about. Like, I can't just be lying awake at three in the morning being like, is it too late to take something? Will I be groggy in the morning? I am so excited about beam dream because it's basically in addition to being a sleep aid, it, is a sweet treat at the end of the night, which I just always want a sweet treat at the end what of the a night. Sweet treat. So it just makes it a lot easier for me to remember to take it. Cause I'm like, well, my brain knows that the second a meal is over, I must have something sweet. And now I can also help myself sleep.
0: Totally. Beam is the world's most innovative functional wellness brand with unique products for everything from sleep to recovery. And today our listeners get a special discount available for Beam's sleep product, Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa. It contains natural sleep-promoting premium ingredients, triple lab tested, no THC, and you wake up refreshed. 98% of people surveyed fall asleep faster when taking beam dream and 99% of people experience better sleep quality. Just mix beam dream into hot water, milk, stir, and enjoy before bedtime. Find out why Forbes and the New York times are talking about beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes like Danica Patrick and Baker Mayfield. Don't love it. Get your money back guaranteed. For a limited time, get up to 35% off when you go to shopbeam.com slash a thing or two and use the code a thing or two at checkout. That's B-E-A-M.com slash a thing or two and use the code a thing or two for up to 35% off. Thank you so
2: much. to Thanks for sponsoring today's episode. Everybody knows that there's a tampon shortage. Everybody who's been paying attention. I mean, attention. this is
0: just like as if, we, as if women need one more thing right now.
2: Right. Like no, women and children are not people we care about. And so first there was a baby formula shortage and now there's a tampon shortage and we all have to be like, what do we do? And I have to say, even if there wasn't a tampon shortage, things just feels like a great, Alternative to using tampons. I mean, you can also use them in addition to tampons, but these. Well,
0: are- but like, take this moment. You know, yeah, take this exactly. moment as an opportunity to transition to something that's like way more sustainable yes. and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yes. solve other problems in your life too, which is great
2: now more than ever, as we like to say these days.
0: <laughs> now more than ever, yeah. things are washable, reusable underwear that absorb your period. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. You can use things as a total replacement for pads and tampons, or as a backup to tampons or a cup to prevent leaks. Thinx period underwear come in a range of absorbencies from lightest to super that holds up to five regular tampons or 2.5 regular pads worth of blood. Every pair of Thinx is made with their signature four layer gusset technology that works to quickly absorb your period, wick away moisture and neutralize odor and prevent leaks. Thinks are reusable and machine washable. They're so easy to wash, just toss it in the washing machine with your other laundry and hang them dry. Things come in different colors, styles, you know, hip hugger, boy short, that whole thing. And Thinks also has period apparel collection with activewear and sleepwear styles. No more waking up to stain sheets. Thinks is size inclusive, offering all their styles up to 4X, and they have over 14,000 five-star reviews, and over 1.2 million people have made the switch to Thinx. Plus, there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Thinks is offering our listeners $10 off your first order with the code A Thing or Two. Visit RethinkYourCycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using the code A Thing or Two. Make the switch to thinks that's t h i n x thinks thinks with an X. Thank you so much to Studs for sponsoring today's episode. I just think this is like a real like smart framing and like whatever of styling earrings is to sell these earscape sets that studs does. Mm. And they're all different styles. Like, remember when we were little, we would buy like cards of earrings, but they were all just like a bunch of, it was like a butterfly and a flower and like- whatever, And they were all whatever. stickers. And they were all yes. <laughs> they were all stickers. <laughs> yeah, This is like sort of like that, except you're getting like a hoop and a little dangly situation and okay. like a smiley face stud and Which whatever. Which is smart
2: because you see those people who've really figured out the combos on their ears of four- or three or seven different earrings and totally. you're like, it looks so like, perfect, looks so but cool. I don't know how to do that. And Studs is putting it together for you and saying, this is how it's going to look really this good. Is this is how you do it. This is how and you do know, it. And you know, I do feel like in the summer when we're wearing less clothes, our jewelry really has to express our personal style for us. You know, less clothes,
0: more jewelry. That's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Studs is the new ear piercing and earring brand that invented the term earscaping, which is the art and science of styling all your ear piercings and mixing matching styles for a vibe that's totally you. Studs are safe and comfortable for even the most sensitive ears. They won't turn you green. All styles are lightweight and durable enough to wear all the time and you can even sleep and work out in them. Their flat back earrings are supremely comfortable and will not poke you. The studs assortment is super affordable starting at just $10 per earring but everything looks really premium. They have over 250 styles of hoops, huggies, studs, cuffs, and dangles, all sold in singles or pairs. So it's easy to create an earscape that's a statement look or one you keep in every day. They've completely reimagined the piercing experience. So if you're looking to upgrade your earscape and get some more holes, or just want a pro to give you some styling advice, they have locations in Los Angeles, New York, Austin, Nashville, Miami, and Boston, and they only pierce with needles, never guns. So it's safer and better for you. And as Erica says this summer, it's all about less clothes, more jewelry. So we're dying for you to try them out. And if you go to studs.com slash a thing or two, you'll automatically get 20% off your first order. This is their best offer. So run, don't walk that's dot com slash a thing or two for 20% off. Okay. The other thing I want to say about like taking things home and e-com and just return uh-huh. turn periods uh-huh. in general, I have like gotten stuff that I've bought online. I've been like, oh, I'm totally going to keep this thing. And a week later I've been like, well, I didn't wear that once. So clearly I'm not as excited about it as I thought I was. So that thing's going back to where it came from. So I think sometimes just the more time you can take with things. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. A thing for me lately is I've just feel like I always look wrinkled because I'm sitting all the time because I have a toddler. So I always just grab a section of a garment and I crumple it really tight in my hand and see how much it does it bounce back. Yeah, Yeah. does it bounce back. It's a big thing (laughs) for me.
0: Something for me is thinking about how you're going to wash the thing.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: hate dry cleaning. I just like, I yeah, just, I really hate it. I just mm-hmm. think it's like, I hate everything about it. Honestly, I yep. hate the packaging. I hate the dropping Ugh, off. The I hate the picking up. Terrible. I hate the smell. I hate the cost. Like yeah. everything, everything, everything. not good everything. for the environment either. Oh, right. The environment. Yeah. Impact. Yeah. Like the list mm-hmm. goes on. Mm-hmm. So if it's a dry clean thing, I'm like, it has to be really specific kind of dry clean thing for me to buy it. And I also just, it's like thinking about like the money that that adds to the purchase too. Like if it's a cute, like little silk tank top that you're going to sweat right through Mm -hmm. on a summer day and you're going to have to dry clean this thing every time, like that's like a pain in the ass and, you know, adds up. Totally. My other thing, pants. Mm. I have made the mistake
2: before of not sitting down in a pair of pants before I buy them. And mm. that is a huge mistake because if that thing's riding up your crotch or like wrinkling at the hips, you know or what I mean? Yes. That like, yeah.
0: Where you're well, like, what is this like diaper crotch situation yes. I have all of a sudden? Yeah. Right. Or the, Many a like, jumpsuit. Many a jumpsuit. Yes. Yeah. they like yeah,
2: creasing, yeah. wrinkling right below your hips that look so messy. Yes. Yes. No, yeah. This the is a back. good call. Yeah. You got to
0: sit down in pants. You got to do it. Depending on the kind of thing it is, I often think about like how will this thing pack? Like if it's like a special occasion thing or something Mm -hmm. where you're like, am I going to pull this out of the garment bag and is it going to look like shit? That's like a thing. Or if like you're buying a sweater that you're like, oh, I want to take this on like my cozy holiday travel and it's going to take up like... Yeah, yeah. if it's going to like take up half your suitcase, like is this the sweater for you? Mm -hmm. Totally.
2: I have started tailoring things a lot more and I will say it's a pricey habit. and, And I do try to be conscious if I'm buying something that I know I'm going to tailor. To I do try to take the price into consideration and say like, okay, the actual purchase price of this thing is X, Y, Z. And does that feel like it? Because it adds up and it is just like, you're not just, if you know you can't wear this thing before you tailor it you've got to take that into consideration. I do think depending on like how close to what the retail or the apparel industry deems average you are, like most things do in some way benefit from tailoring. And most most of us don't look anything like what the apparel industry deems average. So I just think finding a good tailor that you like who will do more than just what you ask of them, like someone who will push back when you're like, can you hem this? And they're like, no, you actually don't. You shouldn't hem that. Or someone who will make suggestions that you didn't even know would improve the garment just makes such a big difference. And also if you can learn from them what is actually possible and what works. Like I work a a lot with Katie from Men Tailoring in New York, and she has just taught me about certain things you can do like take up the butt of pants when you actually think what you want it like there was a time where when i thought like i a wanted a saggy bottom
0: pants yeah, yeah i thought i yeah. needed the
2: waist taken in and she was like no you just need the butt taken in and i was like oh okay things like that if you can learn it then you can take those things into consideration when you're making the purchase and being like okay i know this trick and I, that i can have this trick done and that'll fix this thing
0: no, this is a conversation I was having with a guy recently who was like, oh, that brand doesn't fit me because like the shoulders will fit, but then the waist will be too big or like the opposite yeah. or whatever. Um, and he was like, I have to lose weight. And I was like, this is like, that's not no, what we're doing no. here. Like uh-uh. the clothes are meant to fit you. Yes. are not, the not the meant other to way fit around. the clothes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah.
2: absolutely. The other thing I will say about the tailor and, um, I'm always nagging Chris to do this whenever he gets something tailored. He'll just like walk up in his socks and I'm like, no, put on the shoes. Put a shoe on. Because even, which I think most people know that when it comes to hemming, you want to wear a shoe. But even if you're not just hemming, shoes just change the proportion of a thing entirely. Like it just changes how your eye sees the shape of a garment. And so put on a shoe, even if you're not considering hemming and maybe multiple shoe options and definitely like the shoe you think you're going to want to wear. Totally. Um, in New York, because a lot of our listeners are in New York, a couple of tailoring options, and there's tons of great ones. And I know a lot of people have people on the Lower East Side that they really love. You and I both use Katie from men tailoring. She She's does wonderful. house calls. She doesn't have like a spot, but she will come to your house. I've heard really good things about alteration specialists who also do house calls. And then I used to live on the Upper West Side and I used to schlep to the Upper West Side even when I didn't live there to this place called Silhouettes and Profiles. That's Incredible, and like and a New
0: York institution, total really. institution, yeah. 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 And
2: then in LA, I've used Elias. Maybe it's Elias in Santa Monica, and they're also amazing. And just one of those places where you're like, I trust them more than I trust me to know how long this pant should be, and I I like that feeling.
0: Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. totally. Back to the question about just like how you know if something looks good on you, and the word flattering, and all of that. I think that's like just useful talking about the idea of the word flattering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's totally. just like such a complicated, it just like feels like such a big thing, right? Yeah. Like it's just hard for us to escape the idea of being drawn to something because we think it makes our bodies look more like what we think they're supposed to look like. Yeah, totally. And I don't know how to break out of that. No. I mean, I think it's like a lot to ask for anyone as an individual to break out of that. But I think that there is that like difference that I'm like trying to draw in my mind of, do I like the way this looks because it makes me look more slender? Or it makes like my arms look this way or it makes this look Mm -hmm. this way versus do I feel great in it? Because they're like not actually the same thing.
2: And do I just feel comfortable? Like can I move freely and all of that in a way that you know how it feels when you're wearing a garment that like you like how it looks and you can move really comfortably in it and it just like feels like you. And- there's a difference between sometimes something that is making you look more slender, but it may not be comfortable.
0: You know, it's the Kim Kardashian, Marilyn Monroe dress. If you Mm -hmm. have to change (laughs) out of it for the second half of the event, then it's not for you. (laughs) Or if you have to spend the three
2: weeks before crash dieting for it, really.
0: (laughs) Because the changing out of it, I'll I'll give
2: her. She wanted to preserve a historic... I think also it was uncomfortable, Claire. Yeah. I think it was both. I think it's deeply uncomfortable to lose 13 pounds in two weeks or whatever it is she did. Oh my
0: God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, how are we gauging mm-hmm. if something is like, a thing that we feel good in. Is it in flattering? Or it, yeah. Right. Or it doesn't look yeah. good on you. Or, you know, or yeah, right. is right. it you? Right.
2: Yeah. I think that I did. It's funny because I did sort of read into her, into Marisol's question when she was like, I buy these things and then I don't actually think they look good on me. I think it's more that she doesn't feel comfortable in them. Yeah, totally. Totally, is my guess. Totally. And it is that thing of being like, I appreciate this garment. I think the design is great. I love the trend, whatever it is, versus this makes me feel like the best version of me. Yeah. The other question that Marisol had was who to follow for tips on this stuff. I like Amy Smilovic, who's the designer of Tibby. I, I can't consume it all the time. Her Instagram's incredibly chaotic. And she's just like a high-energy person. But her whole shtick on Instagram is learning how to dress. And I have to say, like, I think she, A, does a really good job of it. B, I really appreciate the spirit of it. Because Tibby's like a, a high-end line. It's not accessible for everybody. And she's really like, I don't care if you buy my clothes or not. I'm going to teach you based on the clothes that I design what works for you and like what you will like and why you think XYZ looks good. It's not because of the dress. It's because she wore the right, size heel with that dress. Yes, and she gets yes. very specific and mechanical about these things and she's entertaining and fun and funny. No, I love that. I love yeah. that.
0: Katie Storino is a person Great. who is just like so good at this stuff. So, and so good. And she,
2: she gets into that idea a lot of like, what is flattering? And like, what does that actually mean? I think she's sort of, or she she doesn't even get into it so much as she sort of like calls it out or questions it when it's, when it's relevant. And then I do just think that the, I mean, it's a bit the era we came up in, but I do think that you and I both have benefited from that sort of classic Jenna Lyons era J. Crew styling tips that they went really hard at in the sort of early aughts. Yeah. Not like even catalog- early aughts,
0: the 2010s in the 10s. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the catalog, like catalog styling tips. That mm-hmm. like this is the problem with magazines and catalog. Well, with magazines going away for sure, because they're like there definitely was a period of time where these were given in magazines. But then yeah, that like catalog culture where you'd actually get these like takeaways like yeah. of the J. Crew cuff where you do a really big fold at the mm-hmm. sleeve and then yep. you do a littler fold on top right. of that. So the cuff is like sitting at your elbow. That's yeah. like, that's like classic.
2: I just think cuffing a sleeve. I, at this point I cuff almost any sleeve. If it's not a cotton t-shirt, I'm probably cuffing the sleeve. Sometimes I do it on a cotton t-shirt, a short sleeve cotton t-shirt with a cuff sleeve. Great. Cute. Like cute. It's cute. I just yeah, cuff totally. most sleeves. It just Real makes- the outsiders vibe. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I just think most sleeves look a little more like tailored and to, to use Marisol's term put together if they're cuffed, if they're rolled a little bit. And we both liked it like it like a French tuck where you tuck the front just a little bit to reveal your waistline and leave the rest of it untucked. So much so that our management coach Ben at some how did he like free did he he like asked us if we started that trend?
0: I don't know. But he was like, well, he was basically like, I see it everywhere now, but you're the first people I saw do it. And like, I feel like you started it. And we are like, we did we not. We definitely,
2: we absolutely had nothing to do with that. But
0: no, <laughs> thank you no. for
2: assuming uh, As an much. outsized influence. <laughs> this was fun. Yeah. Call in with your thoughts, tips, ideas, and especially if you have specific suggestions on what tops to wear with Issey Miyake, please, please. please. <laughs> Perfect. That's
0: the show.